One of the greatest teacher hacks that we can utilize is to figure out something that works with our students right now and then take that exact same idea, tweak it just a little bit, make it just a little bit different, disguise it in just a slightly new way, and then reintroduce that to students. Because then it feels fresh, it feels different, it feels new to them. But quite frankly, we're just utilizing our really great teacher skills. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Last year, kind of on a whim, I created this game called Class Connections. And I know a ton of you have used that in your classroom because it was one of the most downloaded episodes of the This Teacher Life podcast last season. Class Connections was this really simple game that uses note cards and gets kids connecting and creating camaraderie and also competing. But we're competing as a full classroom family. Well, I found a great ton of success with that, and I know you did too. And so I was thinking, how can I take that awesome idea and just tweak it just a little bit so it works in a slightly different way? And I'm here to report that if you liked Class Connections, you are going to love this idea because it digs even deeper. It gets kids thinking even more. It gets kids searching for solutions even greater than Classroom Connections did. So that's what we are going to talk about in this episode. One classroom game that I promise is going to revolutionize the relationships in your classroom this year. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. And I am telling you, the conversations that unraveled in my classroom while playing this game were awesome. I had students saying things like, oh, dang, I didn't know that. Or like, holy cow, I cannot believe that that just happened. And guess what? That was all in a positive way, not in a train wreck kind of way. So if you want to hop on board this episode and hear more about this game, stick around because it's coming for you. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. I want to start by setting the stage for how this game even came to be. This year, I have a very unique situation for one of my class periods. I have one period a day that is all 
boys. Every single student in the class is an eighth grade boy. Now that in and of itself is kind of wild because it didn't happen on purpose. It just kind of naturally happened because of the way schedules got split. And so I have eighth graders, all boys, and I've also had these kids now for three years in a row. And I know some of you can relate because you switch grade levels or you teach in a small district. So I have pre-established relationships over multiple years with all of these kids. So sometimes it's like, God, I'm running out of tricks. I'm running out of ideas. I, I, my quirkiness can only go so far. I try to keep things fresh and, and different, but how many new ideas? How, how many things can I come up with to actually keep these kids on their toes, especially when the classroom dynamic is just a bunch of eighth grade dudes? Well, I knew that last year I played class connections with these kids and they loved it. They were very into it and it built really great relationships based off of things that they love. But they're now older. They're more mature. This group of kids, quite frankly, has done so much work. And now they're in my eighth grade advisory. It's me. And them. And I'm like, let's go. We are ready for this. So Class Connections is the game that is all about things that get kids happy. Things that kids love. Things that kids are excited about. But this new game, this game that's revolutionizing relationships with students and digging deeper, does not have that same theme. I handed five note cards to each of those boys. And I said, on those note cards, I want you to write one item per note card for a total of five things that stress you out. I want things that scare you. I want things that make you anxious. I want things that make you nervous. I want things that you fear. This is not about fun. This is about fear. Take a second, take some time, internally reflect on this. What are things that make your palms sweaty? What are things that get your heart racing? What are things where you're like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm not feeling so good about this. I'm really freaking out about this. And I want you to take a second and write one item per card. So the kids took some time and you could hear a pin drop in the classroom they really took this seriously. In fact, I know they took it seriously because when I collected the cards and started going through them, there was a massive variety of things. Of course, in a game like this, there are no right or wrong answers. In social and emotional learning, when we're getting kids college, career, and life ready, there's often not right or wrong answers. It's correct and it's good if the student does some internal reflecting. And that's exactly what they did on these cards. So I collected these cards, five from each student. And then on the back of each card, I wrote a letter. Not like a letter to each student. I wrote a letter of the alphabets. But it was a very specific letter. Because in the game, game of Class Connections, I wrote letters that are connected to the game Class Connections. But because I'm dealing with a bunch of dudes 
who call each other bro all the time. They're like, bro, bro, dude, bro, bro, bro. I decided to call this game bro, same. Same is one of those words that is a connector. Same is one of these kind of trendy things that kids say a lot. And same is basically saying like, I hear you. I agree. Me too. Yes, I feel that way. Yes, me also. Same is a word that I think everybody is saying, but especially kids. And I hear this a lot in my classroom. So I decided to call this game Not Class Connections. This remix of the already really good idea is called Bro Sane. Because I wanted this to be an opportunity to have open conversation about things that freak us out, things that we are scared of, things that cause us stress and struggle. And when somebody could relate, it was like, bro, same. So that's the name of the game. Bro, same. Can you can you believe that? Uh, that's probably not what you expected when you started this episode. That a game's going to revolutionize your relationship and it's called bro, same. No, here's the thing. If you don't have a whole class of boys, maybe you've got a whole class of girls. If I had a whole class of girls, which could end up happening next semester, maybe, who knows? I'd, I'd probably call it like, girly, I get it. I don't know. That's just off the cuff. I don't, I don't know if I'm actually going to call it girly. I get it. But, but, you know, we say that. We say girly. You know, those pumpkin spice girlies. I'm not one of them. Okay, maybe you are. No, no judgment. But you could call this so many things. You could call it fear factor, right? There was a show on TV. Do you remember that show? I think Joe Rogan was the host of it. And Joe Rogan had this show called Fear Factor where people had to face their fears and do crazy stunts like skydiving or eating tarantulas or like stuff like that. So if this didn't happen to be gender-based groupings and it was just a whole bunch of awesome kids in your class, you could call it Fear Factor. And then on the back of each card, okay, let me kind of, let me spell this out for you, literally and figuratively. Oh, let me spell it out for you. Like on one of the cards, you would write an F. On the next card, you would write an E. On the next card, you would write an A. On the next card, you would write an R. On the next card, you write an F. Then the next one, an A. Then a C. And then a T. And then an O. And then an R. Because each of the note cards that kids wrote, wrote one of the things on, you are writing one letter of the alphabet that connects to the name of the game. So whether it's bro, same, or fear factor, or girly, I get it, one letter per note card because the whole goal is that we spell out the name of the game. So let's explain how this works. Uh, I choose classroom contestants, okay? And the classroom contestant is just randomly selected and then I pick five items from the deck. I shuffle up the deck and then I pull five items, okay? So I want to give you an actual example of five cards that I pulled from the deck of bro same. One of the cards said, when a robber breaks into a home, that would freak me out. That makes sense. Another card said, talking in front of the whole class. Another student said, math. Another student said, fighting with family. And then a fifth note card said, mustard I'm not even kidding a card said mustard on it so 
When I pull those five cards, we don't have a classroom conversation. I give the contestant those five cards and say, quietly step into the hallway. Take those five cards that were randomly selected and put them in order from one to five. One being like, that totally freaks me out. Oh my gosh, that one's definitely the scariest. To number five, which would be the least stressful for you. The least freaky for you. So that student goes into the hall and creates their list of the five random things that were pulled from the fear factor deck, from the bro same deck. So that kid's individually trying to figure that out by themselves, appropriately standing in the hallway. We close the door and then everybody else in the classroom comes together and we're like, okay, let's predict. What do we think that kid's going to put them in? What order? What order do we think that student is going to put them in? Let's put ourselves in their shoes. We know them. They're our friends. We ride the bus with them. We're on the basketball team with them, right? Like we've already got connections because I know these kids. They know each other. So then we are working as a team to predict the order that the kid in the hallway is putting those five fear items in. And the whole goal is that we try to match as many as possible. So once we have our list and the kids are like, well, I mean, I think number five is going to be mustard. I've never heard him dislike mustard. Mustard's kind of random. And then the kid's like, dude, seriously, though, mustard's gross. Like mustard is so nasty. And we're like, yeah, but do we think he thinks mustard's nasty? And they're like, no, he had a cheeseburger at lunch yesterday and he put mustard on it. It's fine. So we're like, okay, that's the number five. And they're like, I think that nobody is going to want somebody to break into their home. That's freaky. Can you imagine if somebody broke into your home? They're like, that's definitely number one. And they're like, okay, what about talking in front of the class? They're like, yeah, he's not very shy. I don't think he... I don't think he's freaking out about talking in front of the whole class. And they're like, what about fighting with family like that? I think that would freak him out. He's really close with his parents. He doesn't want to disappoint his parents. And these are the conversations that are unfolding. It is so freaking cool to have all of these kids do a turn and talk and analyze their peers, analyze like, hey, mustard doesn't scare me, but it might scare them. You know, math is my favorite subject, but I know that they don't like math. And so what they are doing is they're showing compassion. They're showing empathy. They're showing connection. They are showing, hey, this isn't about me. This is about them. So let's come together as a team and figure out, can we match the order of the cards? And once we have our list, we invite the kid back in. And then we ask, hey, what'd you put as your number one? What's the thing that freaked you out the most? And it's like breaking in. Like if a robber tried to break into my house, like I would absolutely freak out. Like I'd pee my pants. And the whole class is like, dude, same, same, bro, same, bro. Okay, so immediately they're saying like same, 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 which is the whole point of the game. And so then I take the card that said, if a burglar was going to break into your house and we flip that card over. And that card has a letter. We have now earned that letter. And maybe that was, you know, B for bro. All right, bro, same. So we have now earned a B. And so the way that it works is this game is over when we have spelled out bro, same. Or your class has spelled out fear factor. This game really doesn't have winning and losing. 
It has connection. It has camaraderie. It has compassion. It has teamwork. This is one of these games that will absolutely blow your mind. And I want to give you some other samples of things that kids wrote down so you kind of know what to expect when you try this with your own students. We'll get into those cards in a second. This game is all about building really strong relationships with students. And this game is just one of many, many, many ideas that are going to be a part of the upcoming Rooted Classroom course. If you haven't heard about the Rooted Classroom course or you are needing relationship building ideas, you are wanting to connect with kids on a deeper level, then this is for you because the Rooted Classroom is a 21-day completely virtual fun, flexible course that is happening this December. The Rooted Classroom course has video ideas, stories, strategies, engaging discussion questions, three live events, and it is an opportunity for you to earn up to 15 hours worth of official PD credits. If you have never taken a virtual teacher course before, that is okay because I promise once you do one of these, you will never do PD in the same way again. These fun, flexible courses are also super affordable and you can do them at your own pace over the course of the 21 days. If you are looking to strengthen your relationships with students, if you are looking to build a stronger climate and culture in your school, and you want to do it in a fun, flexible, affordable environment, the Rooted Classroom course is for you. Registration is open now, but only for a limited amount of time. You can go to monicagenta.com forward slash courses. That's monicagenta.com forward slash courses. I promise you. Once you try a course like this, you are going to be convinced that this is the greatest way to do PD because you can do it in your pajamas. Check out monicagenta.com forward slash courses. There's a direct link in the show notes. And I want this to be your official invitation to join the Rooted Classroom course with me. Come build super strong relationships with fellow teachers so you can build super strong relationships with your own students. I want to give you some examples of other things that kids put down on their fear cards, the things that stress them out, so you can kind of get an idea of the variety. Because as you heard in the first example, like mustard was on the list, but so was like somebody like robbing your house. There were also things like having bad dreams or turning in your homework late or bugs. But there was one card that popped up that created really great conversations. Because in between contestants, we're not just like, oh, you put that as number one. We thought that was your number two. Oh, you put that at number five. So did we. This is about people. This game is about people. And when things are about people, we have to be willing to hit pause. Because when we hit pause, that's when the relationship building catalysts occur. So I urge you, to hit pause more often when it comes to connecting with kids. And a student wrote down on one of their fear factor cards, 
When I don't have something that everybody else has. And this created a really great conversation because this was kind of open for interpretation. One kid said, oh, dude, bro, same, bro, same. And I said, "Okay, tell me more about that. He's like, for example, if the entire class has a pencil to write with and I'm the only person in the class who doesn't have a pencil, that like stresses me out because then it's just me. I'm like, I'm the only person who didn't come prepared. And I was like, oh, wow. okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. Thanks for sharing that. And another kid said, oh, when I heard having something that everybody else has, but maybe I don't, I was thinking of like, maybe you're going to like a festival or a carnival and all of your friends have money for like a corn dog, but I don't have money for a corn dog. So then it's awkward because they're all eating and I'm just standing there. Or maybe a friend is like, yo, bro, I've got extra money. I can get you a corn dog. And then it's awkward because, yeah, you want the corn dog, but you don't want to have your friend pay for you. And I thought, yeah, that's really interesting. Very, very, very much makes sense. And then another kid said, oh, when I heard of like when I don't have something but everybody else does, the first thing that popped into my head was like basketball shoes because you can get team basketball shoes. But the team shoes are really expensive. They're like $90. You don't have to buy them. But there's like pressure to get them. Because everyone on the team is going to be running down the court in the same uniform. But if you're the only kid on the team who doesn't have the tennis shoes, then that feels awkward. And how interesting was that? One kid wrote down, when I don't have something that everybody else has. And as a class... That was perceived in multiple different ways, all of which were correct, all of which are real life, all of which created incredible conversations. We just then saw it from slightly different lenses. I absolutely loved that. And that conversation would have never happened if we had not hit pause for people. So let me give you some other examples um things that kids wrote down on cards of course we've got things like being benched when I first read that I thought being benched like somebody's gonna bench press you because you're like a little like you know lack of muscle need to protein up and the kid was like no being benched from basketball I would be so sad if I was on the basketball team but then I didn't get to actually play and then guess what we had a conversation about well why aren't you playing Is it because of grades? You're ineligible? Is it because of bad attitude? Is it because of skill? Which of those things do you have control over? Do you have control over your grades? Yeah, you do to a certain extent. Do you have control over your attitude? Yeah, big time. Do you have control over your skills? Yeah, maybe you could spend more time in the gym and more time practicing. So loved that card, being benched. Um... Who here's another one? Trying something that I'm not used to. The first baseball game of the new season. One kid just wrote down failure. The conversation that unfolded by having fear of failure was absolutely one of the most mind-blowing and also heart-wrenching conversations that I think I have ever had as a teacher. Another one, something a little bit more silly, but substantial. A kid wrote down gnomes. 
Another kid wrote down zucchini, right? Another student wrote down not having enough money. Then we talked about like money for like, you know, a soda and a beef stick after school. And they're like, no, not having enough money when I get older and I have a family and I can't provide for them. Whoa. As a reminder, these are eighth grade boys that I was playing with. But I 100% am sure that these kind of conversations would be happening at an age appropriate level with your students as well. Another student said, um, traveling to places that I don't know about the food or the culture. Another student wrote down projects. Another student wrote down losing. Another student wrote down creatures that hide in the dark. I want you to know that this game, whether you call it class connections, whether you call it same bro or bro same, whether you call it fear factor or girly, I get you. The dynamic is going to be the same because it is going to create absolutely dynamic discussions. This game is going to revolutionize your relationships because it is going to get kids to open up and communicate because it's a game. This isn't just like, so let's talk about things that really freak you out. We understand as teachers, if we say to kids, hey, let's just sit in a circle and talk about things that freak us out. Of course, there are going to be some students who are willing to do that. There are going to be some students who have no problem opening up about things like that. And that's awesome. But we also understand that we've got some kids who've got walls up. And so how can we use our teacher tools to create a dynamic where it doesn't feel like we're digging. It feels like we're playing. How can we turn something that feels like a failure and flip it so it feels like a little bit of fun? Because one thing that all of these fear had in common was interestingly failure. If I don't have the same shoes... I'm a failure. If mustard ends up on the corn dog, that corn dog is a failure. If I get nervous when talking in front of my my peers, I am a failure. If I am fighting with my family, I am a failure. The common thing, the common thread in this game is was was that I have fear of failure. So how can we add just a little bit of fun to de-stress the situation and flip that failure into, yo, we're a classroom family. And if you're feeling that way, I bet there's somebody else in this classroom who's feeling the same way. Which is why when you agree with something that one of your peers said, we're going to say, bro, same. Which is how this entire game unfolded. I think that this game is so much fun and I am 100% confident that you will have fear and fun all within the same 45 minutes that you play this. Do kids have to be contestants? Not necessarily. Did all of mine want to be contestants? Yes. Was I a contestant during this game? Also yes, because I filled out five cards as well. Because I am part of the classroom family and you are part of your classroom family. I hope 
that you have enjoyed this episode. And I hope that you continue to be a part of the This Teacher Life podcast family. These episodes are dropped every single Sunday night, so you are ready for your commute home on Monday. Now, if you haven't already done so, we are getting very close to the last call on signing up for the Rooted Classroom course. If you have considered doing this, if you have considered doing fun, flexible PD in the form of a virtual course where you can earn up to 15 hours worth of PD credits, this, this is your sign. This is your reminder. So check out monicajensa.com forward slash courses to get signed up. Thank you guys so much for revolutionizing your relationships. Thank you for listening to this episode. And most importantly, thank you for living this teacher life.